Soon afterwards, he went on through the cities and villages, proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him, as well as some women who had been cured of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out, and Joanna, the wife of Herod's steward, Chuaz, and Susanna, and many others who provided for them out of their resources. The word of the Lord. Please be seated as we prepare for the trial. All rise. Court is again in session. The Honorable William Schumann presiding. Now continues the trial of the people versus Jesus of Nazareth. You may be seated. Are all parties ready? Before we start, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the trial of Jesus of Nazareth is ready to reconvene. Now you know, he, most of you know, he's been charged with being a fraud, a religious fraud, and he also claims to be our Lord and Savior. You are the jury in this case. As you, as you previously knew, you are officers of the court, and as such, each of you has a vital part to play in this trial. No one here is a mere spectator. Make, let me make that clear. As members of the jury, your duty will be to pay close attention to everything that is said. Weigh the evidence for and against Jesus of Nazareth and pronounce a final verdict. You have an awesome responsibility in this case. You will decide whether Jesus of Nazareth is guilty or not guilty, and whether he is to live or to die. Now, before we continue the trial here, uh, you jurors need to be sworn again. Would you please stand? Jury, raise your right hand. Do you solemnly swear that you will well and truly try this case the people versus the Jesus of Nazareth and render a true verdict according to the evidence and the law. So help you God. Answer, I do. Very good. Prosecutor, you could call your first witness in this case. Prosecution calls Mary Magdalene to the stand, please. please raise your right hand. Do you swear that the testimony that you are about to give will be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? I do. Please state your name for the record. I am Mary, known as Mary Magdalene because I come from Magdala of Galilee. Am I right in saying that you are a zealous follower of this rabbi, Jesus? <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. I love him very much. You love him. People respect their rabbis. They follow their teachings. But you say you love him. Tell, tell us, Mary, why do you love him so much? Well, first of all, because of what he did for me. And what was that? He healed me. He gave me new life. New life? 
why well, that's quite a claim. Let, let's back up a bit. What was wrong with you? What, what was your ailment? I was possessed by demons, and he drove them out of me. He freed me from them. You were possessed by demons. What does that mean? Can you describe that for us? Being possessed by demons is a living hell, a prison of fear and torment, uh, screaming inside, a panic, uh, haunting memories, worries, uh, um, depression, addiction. It's all very overwhelming. My family, my friends, they tried to reach me, but I just pushed them away until finally, one by one, they all left me and gave up. I was lost. That's what I mean. Isn't all of that just another way of saying that you were a very unstable person, that you're neurotic, that you didn't have control of yourself? Doesn't that describe your sickness? I suppose. I suppose that is what some would say. But you no longer consider yourself to be unstable and neurotic. Now I ask you, Mary, a woman with your kind of sickness often does not know she's sick. How can she know that she's been healed? How can we know that you have been healed? I know the truth, and I am telling it. I know that I was sick, and now I am healed. Okay, Mary, thank you. Uh, let's move on. As for this Jesus, your rabbi, when everyone else had abandoned you, he showed up and rescued you. Is that correct? Yes, he healed me. He made you feel better, so you followed him. Yes, and you were not the only one, were you? you? As a matter of fact, many women followed him. A number of women were very fond of him. He must have been a very attractive man, Mary. Is that true? Yes. I have never known anyone like him. He sounds like the sort of man who would make a wonderful husband or lover. Is that possible? What are you trying to say? Well, I'm saying that he rescued you and you fell for him. You were in love with this Rabbi Jesus. Well, weren't you? I never said I was in love with him. I said I loved him. Well, what does that mean? Didn't you follow him everywhere he went? Weren't you thrilled when he touched you? Oh, yes, I love him, and he thrills me, but not in the way that you mean. Oh, no, I love him in a special kind of way. What is your special way? Do, do you know what people are saying about you? Do you know what kind of reputation you have? Your name stands for a prostitute. Do you know that? <laughs> yes. No, no, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to make me look bad, and you're trying to destroy him. Well, <laughs> you can't do it. Okay, be careful. I, we don't want to upset you. You're still a very emotional person, aren't you? Quite passionate whether about this Rabbi Jesus or whatever. Objection, Counselor, that you're going a little far afield, and that's not you have not laid a foundation. And I also believe you that question has been covered before. Yes, Your Honor. Thank you, Mary. No further questions. Your witness, Counselor. Thank you, Your Honor, Honorable Counselor, uh, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. May it please the court. Uh, Mary, we can all see what the prosecutor is trying to do to t attack your reputation, uh, destroy your credibility by in innuendos. In objection, Your Honor. All right. Ask the questions, please. Thank you, Your Honor. 
Right, I'm going to go back over some of these areas, uh, but, but in, for a different purpose, believe me, uh, may we proceed? You go ahead. Uh, first, in the matter of your illness, Mary, the demons, you were deeply troubled, weren't you? <laughs> yes, like I said before, it, it was like being in prison for years. My friends, my family, my health, I lost them all. The prosecuting attorney was trying to show that because of your illness, your testimony was unreliable. Uh, can you prove to us that Jesus truly healed you, that you were that you are truly well? <laughs> Do I look like a woman in torment? Ask my friends, ask my family, ask anybody who knows me well. You didn't know me before. I am a living miracle. Sure, I get emotional, but not so much when people say things about me. But when people start to attack Jesus, when they twist what he said and did, that's when I get emotional. I get angry. Now you just said that you don't care anymore about uh, what people say about you. Uh, about, uh, what about the rumors that you were a prostitute, the in innuendos about you and Jesus? <laughs> My past doesn't make a bit of difference to me now. What matters is that I am new. Jesus healed me. And he saw me in my living hell, and he freed me from it. He gave me back my dignity as a woman. Of course I love him. Wouldn't you love someone who gave you new life? I love him. It's just that simple. Well, American, uh, we need to maybe explain uh, what you mean a little more by when you say you love Jesus. I'll try. At first... I was just thankful and overjoyed that I had been healed. But then as I followed him and watched him with other people, I was awed, awed by his wisdom, at the way he listened to God, at the way he brought us all together. And as time went on, I got to know him. And I discovered how deeply he knew me and cared for me anyway. It is thankfulness and awe and joy, and it just keeps growing and growing. That's what I mean when I say that I love him. Now, now this love, was this a special thing between you and Jesus? <laughs> yes, it is a special thing between Jesus and me, and between Jesus and every other person he met. I saw it, whether they were with him for just a little while on the road, or whether they followed him like we did for years. Even the ones he argued with, the ones that want to crucify him, he cares about each one. He sees who each person is deep inside, and he wants to touch them. He cares about everyone, especially those who don't understand, those who accuse him falsely, they need him the most. Objection. Oh, I wish I could make him understand. Objection. Sustained. Thank you, Mary. That's all. Mr. Prosecutor, do you have any, any closing remarks? I do, Your Honor. You may proceed. Thank you. Your Honor, Honorable Counselor, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, May it please the court. You've just heard the testimony of Mary Magdalene, one of the most ardent followers of the rabbi Jesus. 
You're going to have to sift through the emotional chaff of her testimony to get at the hard kernels of fact. Mary Magdalene claims to have been healed by this rabbi. But is this true? Can, can we believe the testimony of a woman who has obviously been so disturbed in her past and even now is so easily upset? She says she's been healed. But can, can we believe her or her testimony? But Mary is not, on, is not the one on trial here. Jesus is. And there is a more important issue. Can we accept a rabbi who plays on the emotions of such a person? It happens all too often with people who are vulnerable and emotionally unstable, people who struggle for a sense of self-worth and purpose. Those vulnerable people are taken in by a powerful preacher and used, used by that teacher for his or her own purpose. The more emotional and neurotic the people, the more the teacher uh, uses them for his or her purpose. The more emotional and neurotic, the more they cling to him or her. No rabbi in history has been better at this than this Jesus. Jesus is the answer for all people who can't make it in the world. Jesus attracts the weak, the poor in spirit, the miserable side of humanity, takes them in with his talk of love and these empty promises of healing and a few flashy tricks and uses them to spread his fame. They fall for it. But you, you're not like Mary, hounded by fears and memories. Don't be taken in by this misguided, manipulating Jesus. You, needn't, you don't need him. You, the jury, can stand on your own two feet, even if Mary, poor Mary, couldn't. He is a manipulator and a fraud. I say, find him guilty and be rid of him. Thank you. Defense counsel, are you ready to proceed? Thank you, Your Honor, uh, counsel. Uh, do you mind if I turn my back on the court while I address the jury? Uh, Thank you. Uh, um, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, uh, the prosecutor will forgive me if I, I, uh, I, I, for saying that he's wasted a bit of our time. Actually, he's wasted a lot of our time. Uh, he worked very hard to establish a fact that was never in doubt, uh, that Mary was once a weak, troubled person who could not stand on her own feet. We've, we've never uh, questioned that, that fact. Uh, the prosecutor also implied that Mary was grossly immoral, but he never prov prov provided a shred of evidence to establish that, that fact. <clears throat> but I want to leave it in the record, because actually it, it benefits our case more than it benefits his. <clears throat> Somehow our prosecutor has failed to, to, to understand the most important part of this case, uh, that the Mary Magdalene of the past is a much different person than the person that stood up here uh, in front of you a few minutes ago. <clears throat> there are two Marys, the Mary of old and the Mary of new. Uh, the difference between them is like night and day. <clears throat> Mary said, Jesus healed me. Uh, but she didn't have to say that. You could, you could see that it, it, just by looking at her, by her testimony. Uh, she radiated that. 
It was in her eyes. It was in her tone. It was in, in her body motion. You could, you could see that she's a healed person, not the troubled person that the prosecutor talked about from the past. <clears throat> prosecutor wanted us to, uh, to envision Mary uh, and Jesus' relationship as, as uh, something uh, that, that I would call a sword a sword relationship at best, and maybe a uh, sick manipulation. Uh, but that's not what we see, is it? Um, Jesus loved her in a unique way, and she radiates that love now. <clears throat> the prosecuting attorney's final accusation was that Jesus uh, is for the sick and the weak. Well, this is exactly true. Jesus said so himself. Who among us has never uh, needed healing? Who among us has never uh, needed a physician? Mary knew that she did. Let's be honest with ourselves. There are demons uh, that torment us, demons of anxiety, demons of selfishness, demons of addiction. Evil wrecks havoc in our world, the evils of violence, war, and, and greed. Let's not waste time pointing at Mary's demons. Uh, let's, let's look at our own and, and name those. Let's consider our, our options here. We can either find Jesus guilty as a, as a fraud, or we can turn to him. Turn to him as Mary did uh, and receive the healing he offers, the new life he holds out for, for you and me. This is your choice. You can dismiss him, dismiss him as a fraud, or you can be healed. I say let's be healed. Thank you. Thank you, counsel, both, both of you. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the, this trial is obviously not yet concluded. We've, you've heard testimony from only two of our witnesses. This court will reconvene next Wednesday at 7 o'clock p.m. to consider the testimony of James. During these intervening days, again, you are charged to consider carefully the testimony which you've just heard. You should also discuss it among yourselves and consider the veracity of this particular witness. Consider the arguments of counsel as well. Determine the truth or falsity of what they say. And lastly, consider the dramatic implications of what you've just heard for yourself and particularly for all mankind. Bailiff, this court will be in recess. All rise. The court is in recess. <laughs>